0: All right, lots of chat with Richard Desmond about this morning. Our global news reporter over in Victoria joins us. Good morning, Richard.
1: Good morning, Simi. How are you doing?
0: I'm good, thank you. I'm a bit frustrated, though. uh, The latest one being this uh, head of the public health program at UBC deciding to go to Hawaii over the holidays, because if public health officials also don't understand that they shouldn't be traveling, what hope is there for the rest of us?
1: Yeah, people who have studied public health their entire adult lives, people who do that as a profession. It, right. It is uh, incredible to think that someone uh, like Dr. Peter Berman, I think is his name, would go about making the decision to travel. And that, and that's the thing that I've been grappling with over the last few weeks and the last few days now that we've heard prominent cases of people here in British Columbia who left the province to travel outside of the country is, you know, these aren't mistakes that are done in a snap judgment, right? That, you know, one moment of a lack of clarity, you make a stupid mistake that you regret. This is a conscious decision over time to book the trip, to pack the bags, to get on the plane and then, in, in the two most prominent cases we've now seen, the, the person who runs this program at UBC, a program that Dr. Bonnie Henry is a faculty member of, and the city council here in Victoria, these people only came forward with information they had traveled after uh. reporters contacted them. And now, a week after we've started seeing cases of this happening in Ontario, and Alberta, you know, it makes me think, are there others out there who are still hiding hoping that no one ever asks where they were over the holidays. And, and it's it's just, it's around, you know, yes, I know it's not against the law to travel internationally. Flights are still happening. But like the reality is this is a moral failure. Mm-hmm. And people that have made these decisions should not be in these positions anymore because they, they,
0: they don't understand. Properly they, they don't understand decide. clearly the seriousness of their own position and the moral leadership.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and how can you trust anything else that they do and say, uh, if this is the decision they made when there was such intense focus on this idea of, if you travel, it will increase the risk of the spread of the virus. Do not do it. And all of us, I mean, you and I have talked about this so many times, yeah. have made so many tough decisions in our own lives. Yes. To watch people like this not make those decisions uh, is frustrating, I think, to say the least.
0: Oh, to say the least, right? Politicians, okay, fine. You're not happy about it, but people like to get angry at politicians. But this is somebody who vastly should have known better. And so, yeah, that, I think, in particular, chokes a lot of people, and I'm sure there'll be more to come on that. But today, you know, we're going to... Yeah,
1: Yeah, I wonder how long he's able to stay in his job at this point, because this is one of these things where the university is just going to say, well, it it destroys the reputation of our program uh, by having someone like this run it.
0: Well, the head of the Niagara Health Region, right, had to resign. That was a couple of days, tried to hang on there, and that didn't work. That's over in Ontario. Let's talk about today, though, and the briefing we're going to be getting. We're going to talk about the regulations. Do you think they're going to be extended?
1: Yeah, I think that should be the expectation at this point. And, you know, this is, the deadline is coming uh, for these uh, rules that have been placed now uh, for a month across the province in terms of a ban on social gatherings. You know, these have been, uh, in many sense, the most significant restrictions we have had uh, in this province. And based on the fact that, yes, our case numbers are lower than where they were when these policies came into place, and yes... The policies are working uh, it's still really hard to believe that uh, the restrictions will be eased but there could be modifications made potentially I- I'm not sure it's one of those things where hmm. uh, in the past when these rules have been put in place dr. Henry and, and Health Minister Adrian Dix sort of made it clear that you know changes are coming these are the sort of things you should anticipate there's been none of this this time around and so it's going to be really interesting what they say at 3 o'clock in terms of, is it a simple, we're just extending all the measures? Or is it a, yes, this is what we have seen over the last few weeks, and because of that, we're modifying this slightly yeah. and modifying this slightly. But the, the big one, the ban on social gatherings, I think will continue. I think there still will be you know strict rules about you know who you can gather with you know in terms of uh, those outside of your household like I, I can't foresee them changing the rules that you can now go to a restaurant with those outside of your household i just don't think that's a change that's coming the one i really wonder about is youth sport i know it's it's tough on on so many young athletes who are are looking to play competitive games and sports leagues did their best to put in rules to make it so they could play Uh, that's COVID friendly. I wonder if uh, there may be, you know, some give in that regard, Mm -hmm. but I just don't know. And so we'll have to stay tuned for three o'clock to to find out those details.
0: Okay, a couple other things here. Um, Something that might have fallen by the wayside yesterday. There was actually some good news in terms of the number of surgeries that we're catching up on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is quite incredible. But, yeah. You know, well, remember back in March, the province postponed uh, scheduled surgeries, uh, tens of thousands of them, uh, renewed the surgeries in May in terms of putting together a plan and started contacting people. And, and hundreds, more than 100,000 people have now been contacted that had a surgery postponed. And the province has done 90% of the postponed surgeries. And the reason why they haven't done 100% uh, is basically because people either didn't want that surgery done or the, uh it's not possible to do the surgery. Like it's just, there's, there's some factors at play there. It's not because they haven't been able to catch up. And and for the province to be able to go into hyperdrive and do those surgeries, uh, use the hospital space while also managing a pandemic and a second wave of a pandemic is a real testament to our healthcare system and the people within our healthcare system. And this is one of those places where, you know, the government needs to be applauded. Uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix made this a priority. He put the money in place in order to do it. They hired the additional staff. Then they executed all the challenges associated with it. And, and for a long time, Simi, this was the number one thing that I got emails about. Concerns from people about their surgeries and loved ones who had surgeries mm-hmm. postponed. And now we don't hear any of it because the government was, was easily able to, not easily, was, was able to manage that with ease.
0: It makes you wonder, though, right? Like we've talked about surgical waiting lists for years and years. It, clearly, when yeah. we put our minds to it, we can <laughs> tackle it
1: yeah, and you know, we're in a climate now where uh, there's the ability to spend money. that the deficits are going to be huge. And so to get us out of this hole, it's time to spend. And there will be debates about whether that is the right fiscal policy when this is all over. But that is what the goal is now is spend. And you're right. Like we have, We can extend the capacity space. We can hire additional people and you can get these surgeries done. And so we'll see, uh, I think it's a good point you bring up that we'll see post pandemic, whether there's a different expectation around waiting lists. And I think there will be commitment will be like for the government.
0: Yeah, because now we can see it's possible, right? All things are possible. Also, there's going to be a change in the way we track COVID data. What is that all about?
1: So this is really interesting to me. And I think... Uh, At 1.30 we will be getting a technical briefing from Dr. Henry and a few other experts about the way COVID data is tracked. And for so many of us, not just journalists, the public have become reliant on, you know, the information that we are getting from the daily case numbers, to the daily hospitalizations, uh, to the number of deaths, to the number of tests done, to the positivity rate, and to numbers like how many people in a specific long-term care home have a case, or how many people in a specific school have a case of COVID-19. You know, when are the numbers reported? Should it be at 3 p. Should it be earlier? Like all these numbers about data, about the way in which we understand the spread of the virus have been debated and and conversed upon, and today we will get some sort of update on the way the province is doing it. They have been criticized on a number of fronts, all of which I mentioned, and I just don't know which of those things they are going to address today. Is it going to be the issue that we've heard this week around long-term care homes no longer tracking individual cases and providing that to the public? Will it be specifically about schools, more specifics about schools? We've, We've heard that promise from dr. Henry that there'll be more um, communication about the reporting of cases in schools is that what the change is, or is it more broad like are we going to switch to have rolling averages rather than mm-hmm. daily numbers uh, will the numbers be earlier in the day it's just all these things i i, I wonder I, you know people may be listening to say why does this matter in my life well, in some regards, it, it matters because the more data we have, the better we can understand Absolutely. what is happening and target solutions to, to address the spread of the virus. And that should matter to all of us.
0: Well, busy day for you then, Richard, it sounds like. <laughs> so good luck. Yeah,
1: it's going to be the <laughs> afternoon at least. Take it easy. Okay. The morning,
0: Thanks, Richard. <laughs>